Be Coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant, located at 1515 Southeast 17th Street Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. Here, you'll feel part of the yachting tradition of South Florida as you experience the Boatyard's hooked table, seafood-eccentric menu, with fresh catches listed by name of the fisherman who caught them. The Boatyard's open kitchen is also known for premium grilled cuts of meat and a menu that's sourced from local ingredients. Sit inside in modern nautical-themed rooms or dockside and watch the boats cruise by as you enjoy lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Monday through Friday, the locals know that the Boatyard's happy hour is the best place to gather for bar bites and handcrafted cocktails at great prices. And don't miss out on Ladies' Night every Thursday. Call ahead to book your reservation today at 954-525-7400. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff, and welcome to the Lunker Dog's Real Guy Show, the Real Guy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I wanted to pick up on the mentorship series. Um, so far, um, I did two episodes with about the mentorship series, and um, the series basically, um, I wanted to talk about all the different mentors that um, I've had in my fishing career over the years. It seems to be one of the most commonly asked questions in a lot of these outdoor podcasts, like, you know, where did, uh, you know, did you have any mentors? And fortunately, I've had multiple mentors, um, but there was a few that I wanted to talk about and do episodes about. And um, so far, Sam Cardinelli, who was a tuna fisherman out of Cape Ann Marina, if you haven't listened to that podcast, that's the Samana podcast. Also, Fishing with Walt, Walt Jennings, dear friend of mine, longtime fishing buddy and mentor. Um, I did an episode on him, Fishing with Walt. And today I want to do one just a little bit different, because today I want to talk about a whole family multiple mentors in a family that made not only fishing but anything outdoors normal and something that I would learn to expect in my life my mother's side of uh, the family is from South Georgia and her maiden name was Dupree so the Dupree's um, really mentored me um, not only about fishing but about all outdoors but there were so many people in the family that were part of it that made me grow up thinking that everybody in life thought this way and had these same um, things passed down to them like I never really realized that other people didn't have Access or somebody to teach them about enjoying the outdoors, you know, until later on in life. I just assumed everybody had a family like my mother's family, the Duprees. I mean, I can remember from the earliest memories about the Dupree family taking me fishing and making sure that we enjoyed the outdoors and loved the outdoors and appreciated the outdoors. And it wasn't necessarily always just fishing. My Uncle Benji, for example, who 
was one of my mentors for sure. He was the first person I knew that was actually like a bass tournament fisherman. I mean, he wasn't like national or anything, but in Georgia, he was part of the bass um, world or whatever you want to call it. He was fishing in one of those tournament series, and uh, he had badges and patches and stickers and stuff, and... That was kind of the first time that I ever was around anybody that competed in any type of fishing tournament. And my Uncle Benji was one of my favorite people to spend time with because it was almost always something we would do in the outdoors. See, he was in America's Georgia, down in southwest Georgia. People that aren't familiar with America's, down by Albany. And um, he was a Boy Scout leader. Um, he had a big, big um, drive and influence on the Boy Scouts there in uh, South Georgia there. So he understood the outdoors. And I would come down to visit them at a very early age. I'm talking like second and third grade, fourth grade. And we were from, you know, not such a uh, rural area. We were we were from an area that, you know, you couldn't do a lot of the things that he would do. But anyway, he would take me to work. He was a surveyor. And he would spend days and hours walking through farmlands and city lands, county lands, and he would do a lot of surveying. And when I'd come down to visit him in America's Georgia, he would take me along with him. And before we ever did a whole lot of fishing, he would take me to work with him and he would put me to work looking for arrowheads that the Indians left over. So as he was doing his survey work, he'd load me and my brother in the truck and one of my cousins named Scooter, and we'd roll out and spend time with Uncle Benji while he was working, and we'd look for arrowheads and any type of uh, Indian artifacts that we might be able to dig up. And uh, it was amazing how many pieces we were able to find. But Uncle Benji also um, was really into fishing and really into the water. And he bought a lake house down on uh, the Flint River. Some people call it Lake Blackshear. But it's down in South Georgia, and it's a big, big uh, river. And we, we'd go to his house, and we'd fish off the docks, and we'd catch brim. And then i was always just kind of waiting because i knew that if i was down there sooner or later uncle benji was going to take me out on his boat and we would do many things out on the boat he would put out trout lines for catfish and we'd go and collect the trout lines he was the first time first time i ever knew that fish hung out at night hanging out in lights and we'd go around lake blackshear and fish people's backyards and their lights and we'd catch bass at night and crappie and white bass and I'll never forget the day where we're hanging out. I think we were cutting up a big, big giant watermelon on the picnic table behind his house in, um, that overlooked the Flint River. And I could hear Uncle Benji just yelling at the top of his lungs. And they had these little boathouses, so it was a little muffled. But you could hear him yelling at the top of his lungs. And he wanted the kids to run down there and see the fish that he just caught. Which is the first time in my life I ever saw like what, you know, a real lunker. It was like a five and a half, six pound bass that he caught in his own boathouse. And he made sure that all the kids that were over there visiting that day ran down to the dock, went into the boathouse and watched him um, release this giant bass. As he realized that um, I was really into fishing, 
my uncle Benji would set aside time to make sure that I got my fill. And then later on in life, when I got really good at fishing, my uncle Benji would come and he would drive, you know, 10 hours from Fort to, uh, well, actually he went to my parents' house in Punta Gorda. Or he'd come to our house in Fort Lauderdale. But he'd drive about 10 hours from South Georgia. And when he'd get here, the first thing that he wanted to know was what type of fishing we were doing. I'll never forget my Uncle Benji. He was, he was the guy. I mean, he was the dude. He was the leader in the Dupree family that took me and did everything. Spent 90% of the time with him in the outdoors. But it wasn't just him. It was the whole family. My granddaddy, he was into it. I mean, he wasn't like a bass tournament fisherman or nothing. But he knew. He knew that he wanted to teach his grandchildren about the outdoors. And he brought every single one of us out there to his farm. He had a catfish pond. He also had some friends around the town of America. So I remember one of his friend's house, this guy's name was Mr. Hooks. Mr. Hooks had a had a couple of ponds that he would stock and they were just slap full of largemouth bass, giant shell crackers, sunfish, brim, um, and crappy. And I don't think my granddaddy would ever go out to Mr. Hooks's farm by himself to fish in those lakes that he had. But when his grandchildren were in town, he'd hit up old Mr. Hooks and he'd take out two or three of us that, um, you know, wanted to go fishing. And he made it a point. He called up his buddy and he took us to the best lakes that he could possibly find so we'd have a good day. And it was that energy and that, um, I don't know, importance of the whole aspect of getting outside, which was instilled upon me by the whole Dupree family. And I used to love to spend time with my granddaddy we would do catfishing. We'd just hang out at his farm. He would show me different things. One of the coolest things that um, that my granddad ever did is we were out there fishing on the farm, and uh, we're doing some catfishing. He walks into the brush and he grabs a grapevine, and he cuts that thing up with his jackknife and um, into little tiny pieces, and he cut them at the at the notches. And then he takes out his lighter, and back then he used to use a lighter that um, was like a metal lighter with a flintstone in there and a gauze pad, like felt pad, that you'd fill up the lighter with. And it, I can do the smell of that lighter. I'll never forget it to this day. I can still smell it when Granddaddy would light that lighter. But anyway, we took these grapevines as basically little pieces of sticks, and we'd be out there fishing hanging out sitting on five gallon buckets and granddaddy would pass out the little sticks and me and my brother and my cousin scooter and we'd sit there and smoke these things now if my mom found out or my big mom ever found out or anybody else in the family they'd probably get all pissed at granddaddy and he'd kind of giggle at him and laugh but it was an experience it was an outdoor experience um that made me you know realize that there's two relationships that you can have with family members and now that I have a daughter I'm getting it even more you have your regular everyday in-house relationship and then you have your outdoor relationship 
So anyway, I couldn't wait to get to Georgia to spend time with Uncle Benji and my, my granddaddy. And I had a cousin out there. He was the oldest cousin I had. His name was Ben also. And um, Ben was Uncle Benji's son. Now, he liked fishing, but he wasn't like um, some, you know, tournament fisherman or anything. He just, he was into it. But he was the right age. You know what I mean? Like, he was like 18. And I'm like, you know, 12 or whatever. I can't remember the, the age difference. But anyway, the uh, white bass were flipping out in the um, Flint River. And there was these areas you could go to and just wear yourself out catching white bass. And Ben knew how to do it. And um, when I came to visit Americus, he was like, man, let's go out here and, and we'll go white bass fishing. I'll show you how to do it. It's, it's so much fun. And I think it was the first time that I ever went out and just absolutely slayed the fish because I was old enough where I could cast and I could, you know, actually, you know, get into it. And Ben took me out and we just, I, I think we caught like 40 white bass between the two of us. And we were throwing these spoons and we couldn't get them out fast enough and the fish are damn near jumping in the boat. It's one of the best fishing experiences I've ever had in my life. And it just, you know, instills, instills the value of fishing in outdoor life but even before anybody else in the Dupree family ever took me fishing my mom would take me fishing my mom was the first person that would take me fishing we had a little mill pond behind our house and at a real young age I used to climb underneath the fence and roll down to the dock and try to catch frogs and do anything tadpoles that type of thing and um, my mom would roll down with me. The first fishing I've ever did in my entire life it was me and my mom sitting on the dock at a mill pond in Massachusetts catching brim and pickerel and like a perch or something. I forget what the hell we caught in that little pond, but that was the first part. But her whole family understood the value of outdoors and the value of fishing and as I grew up this was ingrained in my way of thinking I even had a great aunt um, my big mommy's sister my aunt Mitt who lived on a lake in, in Georgia called Lake Park close to Valdosta and she was a hot ticket her her husband um, passed away early but that didn't stop her from running a whole farm and um, doing what she had to do um, to keep that farm alive. Out in front of her house was this huge lake. And um, her lake was just slap full of fish. Big bass. My Uncle Benji would go there to catch his biggest bass. But anyway, my great aunt, when we would visit her when we were young, it was nothing for her to take the John boat, drag it across the field, put it in the lake, put a couple of the kids in the boat, and she would paddle that thing out there. And we'd go out there and catch fish till we got tired and she'd bring us home. It was the first time I ever saw an alligator was out there in Lake Park with my great aunt Met. There was a couple of alligators that would hang out in the marsh close to her house, and she made sure those kids saw the alligators and understood what alligators were all about. But how fortunate 
how fortunate for me that I had one whole side of my family in multiple aspects mentor me to make me understand the value of fishing in the outdoors. Pretty cool. I wouldn't trade it for anything in my life. And I know I'm not the only one. There's many of you out there that um, you know, have experienced the same thing. And I just hope you guys have value it as much as I do. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to Captain Jeff, the Real Guy Podcast, and the uh, third episode in the Mentorship Series. Make sure you give us a good rating on iTunes. Give us a review and a rating. It goes a long way as far as getting more people to listen to the podcast. Hope everybody's doing great out there. Thanks for tuning in. And run that dog.